Hello, you're with Sean Bennett on Psychics and Psychics, and today I'm with Avery Lane. And um, well, it's not for me to do the introduction. Avery, hello, thank you very much for joining me. Give everyone a little flavor of who or what a Avery is. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Avery Lane. I'm located in Scottsdale, Arizona, USA. So cross the cross the pond from you. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> listeners from all around the world. Um, I am a soul activator and spiritual ascension mentor. So I live my life very consciously, um, intuitively, and just love to help people find their soul selves, connect to their higher consciousness, and really live from that space of being in alignment with everything that they desire and more. So any questions, feel free to ask away or we can just chat, but that's basically who I am. What I do is just love to help people find new ways of thinking and operating through higher levels of consciousness. Fantastic. That's a great introduction. Thank you very much, Avery. Uh, and I can just sense looking at you as we're speaking and, and listening to your voice, the energy, you you just ooze energy. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. It it wasn't always this way, right? We have to do practice and uh really be devoted to ourselves and our own, you know, our own journey in order for us to reflect that outwards. So I appreciate you saying so. Yes. And I think that's that's actually reflective. I mean, I'm I would say very, very new and very young to this particular uh, aspect of, of a journey of learning and discovery. Uh, that's developed through my association with a, a friend that is a psychic medium. And, and literally, we've been on a bit of a, a roller coaster accelerated learning curve in this last um, eight to nine months. It's been really, really interesting. And that was the inspiration behind the podcast. And that's what got me started in it. But um, prior to that, I, I lived life as a skeptic um, right up to my early 50s. Wow. That's, you know, I, there is no timeline of when you awaken or when mm. you jump into your practice. There is no by this age or that age, right? Like, you know, on some of the movies, they're like, when you're 16 years old, you access your abilities or whatever. And, and that's just not true. So it's really interesting that you've kind of, you're on the opposite side of the table now of, opening and accepting and in your awakening journey, which is a beautiful place to be, but it's not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it's not. But I've, I've had in this short space of time, I've had some fantastic conversations with people. We've talked about a number of different topics and, and by all means, if any of these resonate with you, let's pick them up and let's talk about them. Um, but, uh, you know, people with sleep paralysis, people with recurring dreams, um, people who have done regression. I've got a call very soon with a lady who actually is doing uh, surrogate regression, which is an absolutely phenomenal thought. And, you know, I, I thought like, um, past life regression for an individual was was quite a journey. But to do regression for another person is it, just a whole new realm and a whole new level of learning and understanding. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but psychic mediums, people who are sensitive but haven't really explored it, uh, people who use spiritual healing, all sorts of things. And, and the purpose of this podcast really is to look at every possible facet of the psychic um, and spiritual realm, because there are so many facets to it. And to open it up to everyone and, you know, and give an opportunity for not just myself to learn, but other people that are going to be listening. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you pointed out there's so many facets because our soul, 
I come from a very soul, you know, soul philosophy and embodiment of that. And we're so multidimensional, right? We don't fit into one box and we don't just have one experience in this lifetime or past lifetimes, but every single piece of experience that we've had all accumulates to becoming whole. And we can either look at it from a place of it happened to me and I'm going to be a victim in it, or we can take it and turn it into empowerment of this happened for me. And I needed this to happen as crappy as it was, as, you know, out of ordinary, out of what I really wanted of my life to happen, like it had to happen so that I can lean more into understanding and having a greater knowledge of, of life and of my healing journey and of my soul led journey and of my spiritual awakening journey. So I love how you are just holding the stage for so many different facilitators and healers and spiritually awakened beings in all their different ways. Um, I want to feed off of that really quickly with, with the fact that there is no one way to awaken or to step into this. It's not just through meditation or just through yoga or just through like, you know, these, I call them the 3D ways of life, right? The third dimensional, the ones that we're very materialistically attached to. Uh, there is not one path and one journey. Each and every soul has its own path, has its own journey. And whether we believe it or not, or whether we like it or not, we're slowly being edged into the soul aligned path that's meant for us. Right. So these different healers that are out there, I really would love to encourage anyone listening to dive deeper into if that healer ignited something in you, if that skeptic ignited something in you, the skeptic that then turned into a spiritual awakened being follow that nudge, right? It's all about that intuitive nudge of like nothing else in the world connected, but this one thing I I understood, I connected with it. And maybe it triggered me or sparked some curiosity in me to follow that nudge because that is your soul telling you and leading you, hey, maybe there is something for me in this as well. <laughs> That's excellent. I, I, I can probably relate to some of that as well. And so that even with conversations that I've had so far, so early on, uh, they've reawakened memories for me of yeah. events that have gone on in the past. Um, synchronicity is probably very big on my vocabulary at the moment because I, I see a lot of things that have happened over this year that seem to be things aligning and, um, and conversations around synchronicity and that, and that just really resonates for me. Synchronicity is a really really interesting too when you see these synchronicities are they the same events or similar events that are showing up in your life to say hey did you heal through this or are you going to still approach it the same way through your you know asleep self or unconscious self how does what is that experience like yeah i think for me it's uh, it's part of the awakening and the learning it really that i'm recognizing events that have happened recently being able to then rewind and and associate them with prior events and uh indicators that i just they didn't register obviously they, they've kind of stuck in the back of my mind somewhere around here <laughs> yeah and yeah. um recent events are just starting to bring that forward and that, it's, it's really enlightening and talking to people that i have done so far about it i'm pleasantly surprised actually at how many people are open to um to, to learning or understanding or have already got some understanding and they're open yeah. to taking it further 
because I think yeah. at one point it was it used to be quite a taboo subject. Yeah, I mean, when we come into this world, we are we are these awakened little souls, right? We don't have the programming of, oh no, no, that's not right, or you're talking to an imaginary friend. When really, like, you're actually probably talking to a spirit guide or a guardian <laughs> angel or someone that's looking over you, right? But we come into this world as just an open and awakened soul. And it's the things that we start learning in our developmental years that shut us down until we have these small little awakenings and remembrance again of, wait, that's not taboo or that's actually not, that's not true. What's true is how I came into this world. What's true is that I was supposed to have these abilities. I was supposed to have these events unfold in my life. You know, and then you start awakening and and then these events start coming up and they come up as like a remembrance, right? Versus a coincidence. I, I don't believe in the word coincidence. It's just literally two things colliding that are meant for you, right? Just two things aligning and colliding together. So when you have these events that are coming up, I really love that these synchronicities are coming up for you in that sense of it's supposed to, it's a remembrance. It's who you are. It's, oh, this is coming up for me. Oh, I'm supposed to even approach it differently through a, a sleep side of me. And the awakened healing version of me is really cool to experience when you when you get to that, you know, point in your journey. Um, I know for myself, there was a lot of events where I had small little awakenings through my own spiritual journey. And I also had the Catholic Christian belief that we're shutting down my abilities and telling me that's not right. You're not supposed to connect with that. You're not supposed to channel. You're not supposed to <laughs> have your guardian angels and guides talking to you. That's not right. Right. And there was something in me that, that was like, but this feels right. But this feels pure. This feels like it's supportive of me. It doesn't feel, you know, dark or dangerous or, you know, demonic, like, you know, and all the taboo subjects. So when I started letting myself lean into these, I started having those synchronicities coming back around as well. And okay, I remember this. Oh, wow. I was supposed to experience, whoa, this keeps coming up for me in many different areas of life because it's for me. Excellent. Yeah. You've mentioned a couple of things actually that, that I'll pick up on. Imaginary friends. Uh, yes, I had one as a child. I had an imaginary horse for a long time. And wow. uh, I was speaking with a lady early this week and um, we, we touched on what references there may be from that and um, i've got a, that's one of my homework jobs actually so i've been quite busy since we had that conversation but i have to go in and research that a little bit more look into it um, and it's just quite fascinating at this age you know to to start to think of things that happened in your childhood or things you did in your childhood and to look them in a completely different perspective and it's really enlightening to and then to possibly find out that there is more of a relevance to that than what you yeah. thought was just entertainment, you know, self-entertainment at the time. I'm really looking forward to digging into that. Uh, and the other one you, you mentioned was actually about um, learning and something I've actually got to probably channel, channel or challenge in, in that is, is it really learning or is it unlearning? Because we come into the world so pure and then we're taught in inverted commas so much which is meant to be good for us 
And is it really? Mm. What's your view on that? Yeah, I think I love the point of you saying unlearning because we are. But at the same time, we're not learning, but we're having a remembrance while we're unlearning. So it's almost like everything we unlearn is creating space for this remembrance of our purity, of our soul, of our gifts to come in and take place of that unlearning of what society is telling us is right. What beliefs, you know, religious or traditional or family beliefs are telling us is the only way to operate and be successful in this life if we want to basically survive right life has been about survival up until this point and when we unlearn the ways of what survival meant quote unquote we start learning the ways that we get to thrive and experience bliss and experience happiness in this world without always having to watch our back or watch the next step or survive or fit in when we're not meant to fit in. We're meant to have our own unique light shining. So you're right. It is, it's the unlearning of everything that was put onto us and the remembrance of who we really truly are, who we have been lifetime after lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want I want to just rewind a little bit in um, in terms of yourself, if I can, Avery. When was yeah. the first time in your life that you realized that you had this connection or gift or, or ability? Yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> the first time. Um, so I always go back to I was about I was about four or five years old, and my great grandmother has had just passed away. And I knew her, but I wasn't really close with her. And I fell asleep and I had a dream. I was like in a dream state and she came and she sat at the end of my bed. I opened up my eyes and she was actually there, right? In spirit Mm -hmm. form. And she was just like, hey, it's going to be okay. Like follow, like follow your own path is basically what she said at four or five years old. And at that time I'm being conditioned to not believe in, you know, the imagination, not have imaginary friends. This wasn't real. This was just a dream that happened, right? Quote, unquote, unquote, of all the things that are and aren't supposed to be, you know, happening in this world. So I had that at four or five years old. And I kind of always had that connection. Like I've had, you know, our house was built on Indian burial grounds. So I had a very deep connection and in peaceful connection and a very um, respectful connection with the Native Americans' energies that were that our house was built on. So I've always had this like connection to the spirit realm of natives, of you know the homelands, the tribal lands that my our house was built on. Um, so I've always felt energies my entire life. I've always felt them but I would suppress them because that wasn't right. You're not supposed to feel that, you know, you're not right. Like that's, that's not true. So of course I let other people tell me what was right and what wasn't right and what to feel, believe and act and receive what that felt like. And it's funny, this was a channel message that came through today. So of course it's all circling back to this. (laughs) So um, through that, I was very indoctrined into Catholicism and Christianity and living that lifestyle, but I knew there was so much more because I always have felt the energies. So I'm very clairsentient and clair, um, 
what am I? I'm not, I'm clairsentient and I am um, claircognizant. Sorry. I'm always like, what, yeah. what are the clairs? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, yeah, there's, that, there's still a lot there's of words so around this that I haven't compared <laughs> around as well. So don't worry about that. Yeah. So I'm clairsentient and claircognizant. So I can feel and I know, I just have a knowing and that's mm -hmm. how my channel is connected. But I've always walked my life being really sensitive to energies and feeling and knowing that there was another present around. But of course, that all got shut down, all suppressed until about 11 years old when my stepmother came into my life and she came in from a very like new age spiritual belief that mm -hmm. I thought, because I was so doctrined into Christianity that that's not right. That's the devil's work. That's taboo. We're not supposed to be doing that. But she taught me, you know, what pendulums were, what angel boards were. And I'm not talking about Ouija boards. I'm talking about angel boards. There's a difference. Look it up if you like. It's it's very different. It's really, really interesting. And in Oracle cards, so we didn't do tarot cards, but we did oracle cards. And at 11 years old, I kind of had a little bit of a reawakening to this is, you know, this is yeah. something you're supposed to tap into. But of course, my belief system was like, no, 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 that's not right. That's not okay. So we kept walking through life suppressed. And it wasn't until about age 22 that I had a near-death experience. I think like most people, something very traumatic usually wakes us up and jolts us awake and says, you got to live life differently. So I was driving home from working, I used to be a nurse. So working a 12 hour shift about an hour and a half away from my house. And it was rainy and it was cold and the, the, I couldn't see the roads in front of me. And all I saw was brake lights. So I put on my brakes and all of a sudden my car started to spin. So I started hydroplaning and all I could think was, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. And I felt this massive presence grab my car and lift it. And I spun and I flipped where my head was supposed to land was actually where the back windshield landed into a huge boulder. And I knew at that moment that there was something watching over me and something greater. Yeah. And I didn't even get hurt. I, my car flipped, the roof was smashed. I walked away completely fine. And I felt this presence with me ever since then. Um, for those that know about archangels, I had Archangel Michael just over me, my, the presence of him. I felt him. I could, you know, I could hear him, you know, in through my through my thoughts, and I could just feel his energy. It just lifted me out of this and said, "You're not supposed to be like breaking yourself in order to heal others." Yeah. And in that was my full awakening was where no longer suppression. There's no space for suppression. Like everything that you learn has to be unlearned and it has to be unlearned really fast because you're meant for more. So that was kind of my journey. So, so yeah, so I've always kind of had a feeling. But some, somewhat thrust into the reality then. Very thrusted. Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I could have followed that and said, you know, I'm just going to do this for myself. And this is just going to be my self-belief. But I was told that, like, you're a healer. You're a caregiver. You have been. You you know, you've been a firefighter. You've been a nurse. It's time to take your gifts and healing abilities and not physically do it. Don't break yourself while doing it. But do it in a very healing, energetic way, allowing others to have a same awakening experience and feeling safe and supported without needing to go through the near-death experiences and without needing to go through traumatic events in order to awaken to their true self. Yeah. 
that's yeah. that's quite a journey. <laughs> I'd it, say, it is, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've I've not been anywhere near um, what I would call a near death experience, and and sort of been in that that type of situation. So it's hard to imagine um, what that momentary feeling is. But the way you explain it is really, really good and really informative. So, you know, people will resonate with that. They can listen to this and they'll resonate exactly with that, that sense of feeling. Um, I would say I've always sort of gone through life with things happen for a reason. And, you know, if it's meant to be, it will be. And if it's not, it won't. But that's just been, to me, some just an acceptance. I, I yeah. think a very unconscious acceptance. I've got to that point now with the other things that are going on that I'm really starting to understand that there is a little bit more to it, you know, and, and why should our our short existence of whatever it may be, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years, um, why should that be the be-all and end-all? And how can it be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we're made for so much more, right? Our soul is everlasting. And if we can heal through it, we can we can live through it. We can live through our soul version versus just be here and here. Everything's just done. We're not made for that. We're made for so much more, right? It's yeah. why I feel that we have desires and goals and dreams in life is because we know that this is not it. This is not the end. We are made for so much more. Otherwise, we wouldn't have these dreams. Otherwise, we wouldn't have these desires to have more, to experience this or that. Because if we, if we, didn't have them, we wouldn't be worth more, right? We would just mm-hmm. live out a robotic lifestyle, very AI with this whole new AI trend, right? A very AI lifestyle. This is it, and that's it. <laughs> but we're yeah. so much more than that. It's strange. We were talking about AI earlier this week with a, a lady, and um, she's coming on the podcast. She's going to be fantastic. And, and so look out for episodes with Kerry Good in it. Uh, she's a metaphysicist and um, visionary. Really, you know, we had we were having a quick meeting and we were sat talking for about two hours. So how we're going to get our conversations into a 35, 40 minute podcast, I really don't know. We're going to have to, we'll have to up, up the ante a little bit, I think, and do some hour long episodes. <laughs> but, but talking with Kerry really made me think um, because, and this is another one with the synchronicity, and I, sh- I showed her a tattoo that I had done about four years ago and um, around that time I was sat in the tattoo studio and I got a text message from my sister and my mum had been involved in a car accident now I'd driven past that accident on my way home I had literally had to go past it on the road to come home and but I'd had this tattoo design idea and it's the merging of two tattoos one is of a a compass and one is of a clock And, and I've combined the two and i wanted some text narrative on it as well but the tattooist talked me out of that but generally the message was choose your path wisely and time will take care of itself and my mum had had this car accident and it was an easter and we very nearly lost her over that easter but talking with kerry this week i'm getting goosebumps talking about this talking with kerry this week made me realize that there is a synchronicity just to that that tattoo that i was having done at the time yeah there that that's a huge synchronicity and i love that it was two two things merging right so whether that be your life with your mom's accident at the same time or it'd Mm. be 
our compass of our heart and soul versus the clock that is limiting, that is computerized technology. We can either collide together and clash or we can collide together and collaborate. Yeah. So cool. Amazing. So um, what else was I going to ask you now? I've kind of, I've gone off on a tangent there. No, <laughs> you're fine. I love a bit it. Of a rabbit hole. But, but yeah, it's, um, I mean, other than the the accident, have you experienced synchronicity yourself in, in any significant way that you would talk about? So when I think about synchronicities and I think about things happening, I have a very newfound belief around them. And, and, and I've had it for the last eight years since healing and dealing with everything, right? Synchronicities are either signs that we are on the right path and this is where we're supposed to be and we need to pay attention to certain things, or they're signs that we have some more work to do, right? So in synchronicities, there's two different messages. The work to do is, hey, I'm on my healing journey. And I keep getting these synchronicities of this event or this person or this conflict that just keeps showing up in different areas, different situations of my life. And I really don't want to experience this conflict anymore, but it keeps, for some reason, it just keeps surrounding me. So I, I know that there's something within me that has to heal, whether it's set up a boundary or, or heal through that conflict, that state of mind for that synchronicity to stop showing up in my life. And then the other part of synchronicities that show up is these people I meet or these connections I make. And wow, it's showing me I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right things. I'm sharing my mission. I'm shining up. I'm showing my light. I'm, you know, being in service of others and I'm receiving at the same time. So synchronicities have two very different meanings for me and they show up quite frequently in in both forms, whether it's the form of like, you got to continue healing, you got to continue doing the work, right? Like the work gets to be fun, but we have to do the work in order to get to where we want to be, where the synchronicities are just like, wow, I'm meeting Sean and I have another interview and it's all in alignment with this topic that I'm putting out and it just feels so great you know that's that's kind of how synchronicities show up in my life I hope that makes sense oh, yes, it, it, it certainly does thank you yeah um yeah so in terms of your activities what what's your typical day like now Mm, my day is very wrapped up in myself and my self-development journey and helping others in their journey as well so my day-to-day what do you want to know like about my routine what do you what do you how would you like um how how you go about your day for you and how you might go about your day for people who would come to you for uh, for your services and guidance yeah absolutely so my day starts off with really like pouring into me and expanding my energy within so I can hold more space, so I can hold more light to serve more people. So it's really important to take that time for ourselves because I think a lot of the world, we just, we get out of bed and we go, 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 go. And we just don't stop until we're, until we drop, right? Don't stop until you drop. (laughs) (laughs) But I realize I can't function that way anymore. And especially with being in a caregiving setting, I experienced and reached a point of burnout where you know I I drug myself through the mud and and burned myself out and was running on empty. So now I start my days with what do I need first to nourish me 
as an individual and as a caregiver and as a light leader in my community. And so I'll start with that. So I start with getting my natural source of dopamine through the sun versus through scrolling on my phone. I'll go move my body. I love to move my body and work out so I can expand more light into my body, more energy into my body. And then usually I start my day, my work day around 10 o'clock. And that's just starting off with connecting with people. Um, And then I hold space for connections like this and then one-on-ones with my clients. So whether it's a group program that I put out or my one-on-one mentorships are always open, I I hold space in that way too. That's how how my daily routine is now versus getting up and go, go, go. It's how can I fulfill myself? How can I lean into what I need today? Whether it be my my body needs rest or, you know, my mental health needs a little more, you know, positivity or enlightenment to it. I'm very, very connective of what I need on a physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually level. Excellent. And you deliver yeah. such energy as well. <laughs> I'm coming back to that. You know, I started off with the conversation about energy and you do, you, you just have bundles and bundles of energy, which is fabulous. And so if people wanted to reach out to you and, and connect and um, talk about the, you, the services that you offer, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, you can absolutely reach me through any social media channels and I'll send you all the links, but it's basically, you know, instagram.com backslash averylane.co. My website is www.averylane.co. Um, Facebook is the same. So everything I have is averylane.co, whatever the first part of the handle is. Um, but I have you know, mentorships that are just a three-week soul exploration, how to get in touch with your soul self to deep diving into energetic mentorships where you get to learn who you are, where you've been, how to master your own energetic skill sets and healings and how to start delivering that to your collectives and communities around you, whether just be in your home and you're just the leader of your household or be you're stepping into a business opportunity to lead others into shining their light and healing through and connecting to their own spiritual gifts. So I will drop all of those links for you. That's great. Um, We'll make sure that we get those shared as well. Um. I try to do this on purpose. I try to keep my conversations to around about 30 to 40 minutes. Um, okay. And that's that's twofold. One is um, it, it always gives space to ask somebody back. And I would love to ask you back uh, and get you Thank on. Thank you so much. I think what we would probably like to talk to you about next time is maybe pick out one or two particular areas and talk to those, talk about those in a little bit more detail. And um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's just lovely to. I could talk to you for hours, but it's lovely to yeah. be able to do this, wrap it up in in a in a really sort of tight bundle of information, and and then be able to share that out. And and I want to leave people wanting more because there is so much more, and it keeps people's energies up, and it keeps their desire to learn and to listen um, open. Uh, what I don't want to do is is have somebody go, well, that's it, you know, and switch off. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't want to do that because we're all on a journey, and and. Um, it's been really fascinating talking to you. I've I'm, I'm just got lots of things running around in my head at the minute, and I'm like, which ones do I choose? Where do I go next with it? <laughs> but it's it's great, I think, to to wrap up at, at that point, to say thank you very much, Avery, for coming on and joining me, sharing your energy um, and buzzing just by talking to you for this last half hour or so. So that's that's great. It just gives me a feel for what your clients are, are going to be like when, when they're having sessions with you. That's fantastic. Um, one last thing is there is there 
any advice that you would give to anybody listening to this podcast? Anyone listening to this podcast is, like I said in the beginning, if there is someone that is speaking and, and you're listening to them and there's something that sparks inside of you or even triggers you, follow that intuitive nudge. A trigger is always a place for you to explore more with curiosity. And that spark is always a place for you to explore more with that curiosity. So anything and everything that you do in life, I just encourage you to have an open mind and be curious about it. Allow yourself to drop the defenses and be curious because that is your soul nudging you into what is synchronized for you, what is meant to be for you to explore. Thank you so, so much for having me on. I look forward to unfolding even more inside of any space in the future. And I'm just grateful to be here. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Avery. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Thank you. Um, And it's a really good start. And uh, I look forward to getting this episode wrapped up and, and out there for people. Right. If you want, I'm going to show you this tattoo that I have done. That is so cool. That is really cool. Was that this this year that you had that done? No, that was four years ago. That was um, Easter, years, Easter 2019. Um, and that was the weekend that mum had her accident. And it was, so we nearly lost her that weekend. Um, she, she did take a turn for the worse. And um, God, I can't remember how many days it was now. It's something like about 144 days in a coma. Um, wow. And now she's... She's as a permanent trackie fitted mm-hmm. and has to be in a nursing home. And everything else about her is is just 100%. And she, she's still yeah. got a sense of humor. She still gives everybody hell. Uh, yeah. But because of that, she has to be in a nursing facility. But, right. um, yeah, it was like he was only talking with Kerry earlier this week when we were all on about things. And and I just, I just went, I got this light bulb moment. And I said, you know, that's really made me think about it because – the tattoo that I had done, I'd, I'd sort of devised over a, a couple of weeks prior to that. I'd, I'd seen these images and thought, I like that, I like that. I don't like them individually, but I wonder if I could make something of them and, and came up with the the, sort of the the text around it as well. And he taught me how to have it done. And I think at some point I'm going to go back and I'm going to say, Sod that I want the text. I think you yeah. said, I love that text. Yeah. Like when you said that sentence, I'm like, oh, that's powerful. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yes, I, think, I love I it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story about your mom and your tattoo, and just just connect, creating this connection today. No, and thank you very much for coming on. And um, I hope we can we talk again. And absolutely would want to get you back on. I do have one last question though, uh, and I ask everybody this: Who do you know I should be getting on this podcast? Um. So. My beautiful friend, Nicole Starbuck, we go back and forth. She has a psychic academy. So she teaches you how to activate your psychic gifts. Mm -hmm. I would love to send you her information or connect you to. I can do both. I can connect you to. I would love that. I would love that. Absolutely. And and if I haven't already told you, um, I've got a Facebook group called Psychics and Sidekicks as well. So by all means, drop in there. Um, I'll send you an invite to that. Drop in there. Yeah. Um, I started off. I, it was initially it was just going to be a, a small group because Andy and um, myself and my wife Donna worked with Andy, and uh, we were just going to have this little group and where we were going to go and do some paranormal investigations. Yeah, uh, blind ones where where he doesn't know where he's going, he just gets taken somewhere. 
And um, we've got, there's a, an amateur paranormal investigation team near us. So the idea is that they don't know where they're going. Andy doesn't know where he's going. They all go in convoy with me in the car. We turn up somewhere and we do an investigation and, and we split up. They do their piece, we do our piece, and we swap and do the opposite areas. In, and then at the end of the night, come together and, and have a debrief. Yeah. And we've done this we've done this a couple of places and it's really it's it's unbelievable how the two different methods of investigation pull up so much um similar information and, and, and accurate combined together. It's really that is fascinating. so cool. So whether you know it or not, you're very intuitive and in touch. And it kind of like proves to yourself, like, maybe I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, please send me the invite. That would be super cool to, yeah. to join and just to be a part of. So Will do, yeah. Thank you. That's super. Thank you so much. Have an amazing rest of your evening. I know it's later over there. So Yeah, we're going to go get some food now and, um, and just put feet up. Have a coffee. Thank you. you it's go. been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Do you. take care and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you too. Bye.